You are currently listening to one half of the greatest tag team of podcasts there are out there today. Once you get finished with this great episode, go on over on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, even over on YouTube and check me out, Ted the Hillbilly Hill of the Hill Truth Wrestling Podcast, award-winning, critically acclaimed, number one in Antarctica, and I'm going to break down the bad guys, the villains, the heels of professional wrestling. And always remember, there's the real truth, then there's the heel truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber. And joining me is my guest co-host this week. Unfortunately, Joylan could not make it today. Uh, he has some stuff to take care of. But our good friend Justin from TNC Sports Talk. Uh, hey. d- don't have a nickname for you. Jumping Justin. You know what? I don't I don't need a nickname. Um, I'm glad to be able to join. I, will, I can never compare myself to Joylan and his knowledge of uh, you know, the light, you know, sports, there are a few people you know, who can sports wrestling entertainment. So, uh, but I'm just, you know, listen, I'm glad to be able to fill in anything I could do to help, uh, you Doylen armchair book and wrestling podcast, the wrestling community. So, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. Uh, cause we had kind of a, uh, I'm pretty sure you've listened or watched the show we had last week and we can't top that. Uh, that's going to be a very hard one to top, but I mean, we are, never just going to give up so um but yeah we had larry's abisco on last week and uh that but was... d- doesn't that give you get you like motivated confident like you it know really we, does. we hit this out of the park we just got to keep on grinding mm-hmm. and you know you makes you want to do another episode another one who what's the next guest you know um well, would you say though that larry is at the top of your list of guests though or uh, right now, it's a three-way tie between him, Buff Bagwell, and Wildcat Chris Harris, who's actually been on the show twice. Okay, and you know, and so and Wildcat, you know, is actually he's become a friend of ours. Yeah, you know, so I see him quite a bit because he's the head trainer at the Northern Wrestling Federation, and um, you know, he he actually gets involved with the matches, and he's been just a busy man lately. I mean, if you know, Sydney, oh yeah, yeah, he just got um, I think he just got inducted to the the Impact Hall of Fame. I saw that. I mean, yep. and he, you know, he's also what I've also liked is he's also growing NWF. He's yes. been so head like ever since I, NWF is just a a shining image. Ever since he's kind of helped out and stepped in, um, you know, recently I saw on social media they were taking giving back to the community, making some wishes, mm-hmm. you know, to some people. So I thought that was very, you know, you know, it's, oh, it's easier said than done. And to be able to actually give back to your community that way, I think that it just tipped my hat off to him. You know, he's he's come a long way, and it's it's very impressive. Yes. Very inspirational. Oh, yeah, because the little boy, and uh, for the life of me, the little boy's name just totally just escaped me. Um, but little boy, he has cancer, and mm-hmm. they met him at, the, at Children's Hospital. He's a huge wrestling fan. Huge. Yeah. And so, I mean, that just absolutely made his day. Um, that 
weekend was the show in Mount Orb. And okay. he, of course he was there with his family. I ended up getting right behind him in line. And I had just seen where our friend Riley Matthews had actually posted, you know, yeah. pictures from where they got to meet him and how much it, it affected her, you know, to mm-hmm. be able to do that. Um, and, and so I saw the pictures of the little boy with his family and then they were right in front of me in line. I'm like, wait a minute. And I, right. looked, I said, excuse me, I said, is this you? And I turned around and showed the picture. She's like, yep. And so we got to talking and, uh, and so the outreach for this boy, and you know what, I'm going to have to go look him up now because, um, because I, I need to know his name. I mean, you see it all the time in WWE. I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, wrestlers, um, or athletes, they do it independently, you know, if not with their, you know, or organizations, but, you know, to see NWF, a smaller local community wrestling program, you know, that provides that, you know, is, is, I think is massive. It's huge. I mean, you know, now a lot of the newer generations don't know too much about Chris Harris unless they really are diehard wrestling fans. Right. You know, so it's, it, it's, but he was also, I would say, you know, arguably say that he put helped put impact on the map, especially oh, he also helped elevate the tag team division. Yes. And Chris Harris, uh, he and um, Cowboy James Storm, they were the 2004 tag team of the year uh, as yeah. voted on by readers of person illustrated which person illustrated for those who don't know that was in fact really still is like the magazine that covers professional wrestling and i just actually saw one they made one of nxt i believe actually you know they made one of just general wrestling the other day i was at a at a grocery store and i was you know i always look through the magazines and um yep. one thing i miss is like when they just come out with the you know they have like four or five different magazines but what pwi right is that Yep, PWI Person Illustrated. You could go see their top 500s. They, you know, it's kind of like it is your authentic, you know, verified list. Like if it's on there, there's hardly anything mistakenly on there, right? Who who comes up with that those lists on uh, PWI? Is um, that just like a organization, a group of people, or there? It's the editors along with a lot of other people. I've actually. I listened to a podcast once. I think it was actually on Chris Jericho's podcast. Okay. Uh, this was, you know, probably three, four years ago, at least where one of the editors from there who actually comes, helps come with the list actually talked about the number of people who contribute to that, because it's like, because when you got to narrow down the list of names to just 500 out of the, yeah. And it's like probably tens of thousands of wrestlers in the world, because I mean, they're judging, they're ranking them in the world. So you're talking like every wrestler in the United States, every wrestler in Canada, every wrestler in Mexico, plus all the ones in the UK, Germany, all the plus all the ones in Japan, plus all the other countries where they they don't have a huge scene, but they still have a wrestling scene. Yeah. And so they uh, come with that, and it takes so long because first you gotta you gotta whittle the names down to five hundred. Yeah, and and then, trust me, they're not yeah. becoming any biased. They're not looking at how much television time you're running. They're Nope. Look at your accomplishments, what you are able, even even if you lose, I just, I question, because I took a look at that earlier this year, and I questioned some of the names that, hey, you, you know, you only wrestled two times this year, last year. Did you really leave that big of an impact on the wrestling community during that time? And I was like, okay, how did this list come together? Because I would 
definitely put other wrestlers up higher than you know certain ones. Um, by the way, the little boy's name is Beckham. Beckham. If, if you were to go to uh to Facebook or you can actually go to YouTube, look up Beckham's Bloodline. Okay. Because he actually has a YouTube page. They were. In fact, let me let me check on this. They were trying to get his subscriber count up uh, to a thousand subscribers. Okay. And and I know last time I well they first it was five hundred, but they were getting so close to that, you know. And um, Beckham's mom actually told me they were trying to get it really up to a thousand. Right. You know, they were happy with five hundred, yeah. but. Um and I haven't even done. It. I got. I'll go subscribe to myself. I mean, after this, but and man. and it looks um, like he's still under five hundred. Um, but I mean, we'll try to get the word out again. Well, come on, let's let's all anyone who's watching this has to or listening to this. Let's go. We'll, I'm sure you'll probably get. I'll, the, I'll, you the know details. what? Remind me, and I'll link. post. I will post the link in the show yeah. notes. Uh, that way you'll see it if you listen audio only or if you go to YouTube and you watch this. And I will actually post the link there so anybody can see it. Um, little boy, he actually was able to go home the other day. Yeah. And okay. um, I don't know if he got to ring the bell or not. Hopefully he did. But if he didn't, I mean, hopefully he'll be ringing it here soon. If you know what I mean by ringing the bell. Oh, yeah. Um, but he he was given a. You know, kind of a mini parade heading home. I saw that he they got him in the ring. They took really good care of him. Pictures yes. galore. I mean, and this was I, both faces and heels. Even yeah. the hills. I mean, they came over and they took pictures with him, and um, just to show that you may be a heel in the ring, but outside the ring, I mean, you're still a human being. And you know, you do normally some. You know, I guess you sometimes see this once in a while. I know this was more of an effort that. WWE specifically made, you know, over the last 15 years. Oh, for where Connor's, they will take, Connor's yeah, cure. Yep. And they would do that more often. Well, they're actually post on social media. Hey, we're making someone's wish today by bringing them out to the arena. They're going backstage. They're meeting the, you know, the athletes, and then they're going to get in the ring, whatever, you know. And so it's not just, it's a community that is growing. And, you know, then you think of, you, you can't tie along to any of this without like thinking of guys like, uh, you know, John Cena, right? You right. know, and making wishes and all that stuff. So it's it's a touching moment. Whenever you just bring this up, because it's 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 so empowerful what you know wrestling can do to others and kids. You know, just overall, it, I just I'm there's, I'm but, speechless. Well, because when you watch wrestling, you suspend your disbelief. Yeah, and I mean, because wrestling, it's there to watch and have fun just mm. to get into it to to just escape from reality, you know, at least for, temporarily for a couple of hours, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I, I know how much um, I loved watching it when I was a kid. I started watching. When I was 10 years old. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I just turned 50, you know, so it tells you how long I've been a wrestling fan. I mean, there were a, a couple of periods where, I did stop watching for a little bit because, you know, various reasons, you know. I mean, I'm going through that now where sometimes the product just is, isn't. I mean, sometimes it's still so gut-wrenching to watch a three-hour Raw, you know, just not because of right. the product itself, but because, you know, you're 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 growing up. You got you got adult things that sometimes doesn't refer back around to watching TV. And that's actually why I'm going to have, um, and this actually – is going to take a little bit to prep for this one. 
because I mentioned it a couple weeks ago on a show and it just kind of, um, the idea clicked as Joylan and I were talking. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to do something talking about the economics of being a wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. But it's not something that I could just no. talk I about. Mean, I'm, I'm actually planning on having. Think about being a, think about the economics of being a wrestler or, you know, right. a sports entertainer, however you want to consider these guys. Uh, and, and fe- you know, males and females. I mean, they, the, what they endure on a night to night basis. You know, I saw um, Riley Matthews post a something on social media. Uh, mm-hmm. Female NW, uh, uh, NWF. She's wrestled so many times on OVW now. Like, she's say, going up she the just, she just wrestled on OVW. I haven't watched the match yet because you can pull it up on the Fight TV app. Yeah. Um, but I have not watched the match between her and. Uh, the girl who's one of the featured ones on the the documentary wrestlers. Yeah, but so she uh, posted something. And she was like, three matches in four nights. I'm tired, you know, because mm-hmm. but that's just a small toll of what these people do. You know, now you think about it. You know, if you're in WWE, you a you know in AEW, maybe Impact. I don't know, depending how much your contract you know is. You could almost live off of that and be like, all right, the other nights that you're free, but they have other obligations. They gotta stay fit. They gotta meet, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the contracts you know require, whether that's you know doing photo signings and whatnot, you know, and then you have to go wrestle. You know, like how many does do you think does Impact and AEW do they do house shows? Because I know NXT um, WWE they do they've been doing it for a long time and you know they wrestle four or five matches a week. I'm not sure about AEW. I don't think AEW does currently. Okay. Uh, M- Impact might. Okay. Um, because some of the events like Wildcats Gone To were things that were on the weekend and it was involving Impact, but those may have just been special. I don't think they were necessarily special house event. shows. Okay. Um, you know, and Riley, oddly enough, you know, Riley talked about the three matches in four days. I could tell you at one point, and this was, um, it wasn't that long ago. It was just a couple months ago. It was before the women's revolution. I want to say she had not three matches in four days. No, she had three matches in two days. Right. And because she, she did one on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. And then she turned around and I don't remember where she was on the Friday night, but, uh, but then she I turned around. That, yeah. Yeah. And then she wrestled somewhere in Indiana. Um, I think it was battle of the border. Uh, okay. That company. Where she wrestled Savannah Sweet for whatever the women's title is there. And I think right. Savannah actually, um, uh, I think she actually held that title and then came back to NWF and they had a match again in the NWF in Mount Orb that night. Right. You know, so yeah, so, um, Riley and uh, Riley's only, she's 20. I, I think, yeah, she's I think, very young. Yeah, I, mean, I think she might be twenty, but she's um, understanding that concept of the business because that's how yes. the business is. And you know, I hear stories. Uh, you know, you hear the stories that back in the eighties, nineties, seventies, you wrestle ten times in a week. You know, you'd have yeah. matches. You have multiple shows in one day where you're wrestling at noon. You're wrestling at four, six, nine, ten. What you know? What I'm saying. Yeah, oh, you're okay. and you're back also in multiple characters, more multiple gimmicks. Oh, oh, and sometimes you're wrestling at noon. Yeah, and as soon as you get done, you might have time to take a shower real quick just to get the sweat off your body before your before your body breaks out in hives, and it will if right. you just you know. And you're getting in a car and you're driving, or you are 
to your next town or you were driving to the airport to fly to right. your next town. Mm-hmm. Because Ric Flair talks about that. Um, and I'm actually going to segue into our actual topic. Speaking of Ric Flair, <laughs> when Ric Flair was the NWA world champion, you know, he was, he was the last traveling champion that had doing that. Okay. And, and this is when the NWA, you know, it, it, the national wrestling Alliance, it was an actual alliance of 27 different territories across the country and up in Canada uh, because, yeah. you know, and well, let, let's not forget that this was also territory time, ter- territorial times. Yeah. Me. It's territorial times. And a lot of times companies, they didn't mind, you know, you know, volunteer, you know, volunteering some of their athletes to wrestle in different promotions, but they wouldn't always give them your champion because there's so much riding on that champion and you didn't want nothing to accidentally happen with that because normally what the you know let's say NWA you know let's say NWA and NWF was you know trying to share wrestlers you know, right throughout the time they wouldn't be sharing champions and then having a champion match or whatnot you know something would happen and you know you the you know, God forbid you you know he it, that champion gets hurt it was rare that a a local territory champion would go even do like a spot show, you know, in another, t- it may, they may have like a special appearance, but, right. um, but the world champion, now they were expected to hit every single okay. territory. And that's why when you look at, when Flair talks about the schedule, of the NWA champion that they had to have, it was actually a deterrent to some guys actually being the world champion, you know, and then some of them, some they people turned it down. Uh, some turned it down. Some actually were champion for a little bit until finally, like um, like Jack Briscoe, you know Jerry yeah. Briscoe's older brother, Jack Briscoe, actually walked in basically with the belt and said, "Screw every last second of this, I am done." I mean, right. he he no longer wanted to be champion because the travel schedule was killing him. Um, some of the wrestlers, like Dusty Rhodes, I mean, they gave Dusty Rhodes held the NWA World Title three times, and if you look at his combined number of days he was champion it might be three four months and that's grand total of all three reigns dusty was not really meant to be like a traveling champion of course i mean dusty he was dusty was also the booker in florida when he was there he was also the booker in uh, mid-atlantic which you're you're also sacrificing family you're also sacrificing personal health because I mean, now, you know, you hear the stories. How did Ric Flair, how was Ric Flair able to get over all that time with the traveling and whatnot? He did a lot of things that he, that would be frowned upon. Flair was never a drug guy, but Flair definitely liked his alcohol. Right. Um, well, I say he's not a drug guy. Now Flair's all about the weed, which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, but now Flair, I mean, his he was in tremendous uh, cardio shape. Right. And because that's one of the things they trained on when, when he was being trained to be a wrestler by Vern Gagne was one of the things they really focused on was cardio, cardio, cardio. But Flair, of course, with the drinking and then Flair with the womanizing and things like that, mm-hmm. he yep. just he just didn't sleep because in his first book, he actually said a doctor looked at him one time and said, when's the last time you had eight hours sleep? And he's like, I don't know. You know, because, I mean, he would routinely, he would just run like you three, sleep four on hours. sleep in the plane, sleep yeah. in the car, two, three hours. I mean, Triple H, uh, um, you know, Stephanie and Vince, they were saying that um, I want to say it was like 10 years ago. There was something that came out about uh, their schedule because it was flying from one to next. And 
you know, mm-hmm. like Vince would be just, you know, he slept on the plane and, you know, he'd even yeah. work out on the plane. And it's like, cause they, they were able to stay so fatigue. And I was like, when, when Triple H and Stephanie was running WWE or was doing a lot of the television running WWE, right? The authorities, they were talking right. about how they really jumped from one plane to the next. They never came home. They slept on the plane as they were traveling and they just kept on going. And so, I mean, it, it takes a toll out of it, um, I'm sure. And that's, but you know what? That's why they do it and we don't, because I can't, I, w- I will, you know, I couldn't do it to save a life. Oh, I know. I couldn't do it either. Um, because Vince, they said Vince was another um, specimen. I mean, he's. Yeah. I, I mean, he was what, in the 70s, still able to, mm-hmm. you know, deadlift half the, you know, half the guys in the locker room. You know, uh, so, but no, um, you know, but anyways, uh, you know, uh, just, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, I just, if you get a chance, go, let's go, uh, let's go and hit that follow. Let's get them up, uh, give that, uh, that kid a thousand, uh, subscribers. Yes. And so our topic for today, we kind of brushed on it very slightly because talking about the NWA, uh, the National Wrestling Alliance, which is now one of by Billy Corgan, which I realized the National Wrestling Alliance is not anywhere close to being the company that it used to be. You know, you can look at the history of when it kind of went its separate ways. It was part of WCW, but then it split off and there was some controversy there when it happened. And then later on, Shane Douglas won the NWA world title and he immediately mm-hmm. threw it, basically threw it down. And that's when ECW was formed. So the NWA, um, is now more or less an indie company yeah. and it's um, Billy Corgan, lead singer, guitar player, smashing pumpkins. Um, actually I just realized, found it, figured out lately. It's the smashing pumpkins. <laughs> um, most people call it just smashing pumpkins, but Billy Corgan, he bought the NWA however many years ago. I don't know. I'll stop my head. Okay. And Billy Corgan, I didn't realize this because I first heard about him buying it. I'm like, oh, great, another celebrity, you know, who right. buying. But it turns out he's a huge wrestling fan. And before he bought the, um, the National Wrestling Alliance, he actually had started a company in Chicago, you know, because that's where he's from. And they were, uh, he actually had it set up. There was a deal, like some kind of, deal they were going to be a, a documentary they were going to have tv shows and they're going to have a, a document at the same time like a reality type show the show in the training mm. and, and i'm not talking documentary like ms and mrs or the you know what's the other one the bella twins and all the right. you know the, the, the total the divas total yeah. divas the ones that wrestling fans honestly don't give two craps about they don't you know most re- people who watch the show i was not more interested about the what actually happened at the arena backstage than actually what they happened in their personal lives like you know listen i give them credit because to be able to find a a secondary career behind wrestling because a lot of times these days it doesn't work out and you know if you don't have a backup then you know you're almost you know pooped out of luck yeah, but um, but no, I mean, so I mean, I did. I was like, congratulations, cool. But I only cared when you got to the arena, when you were in the match, what happened, you know, all the little insights in the back, you know, trying to like sneak peek of okay, what's behind you, what's going on back there, you know, like right, 
And well, the reason why, you know, I bring it up because they um, apparently Billy Corgan actually had something set up for this other organization that he had created in Chicago. They were recording and all of a sudden, boom, something happened and it all fell through the, the, the shows that they had recorded never made it to air and they probably will ne- they will never make it to air. Right. Fast forward to today, just within the past week, Billy Corgan uh, on behalf of the national wrestling Alliance has now signed a deal with the CW network. Yep. They are going to be showing NWA wrestling on TV and it's going to have, and it's two different shows. One is going to be the wrestling show. The other one is going to be this behind the scenes type. Putting it together. Putting it together. Yeah. And on top of that, um, Billy Corgan is trying to, um, he's trying to bring back the territory system under the NWA banner. Okay. And the first one he's doing that with is up in Cleveland. In fact, that's okay. where they're going to be this weekend. Fact, okay, he, so, I mean, the territory, this is where I guess I get stumped at because okay. the WWE broke down that fifth wall a long time ago, mm-hmm. and they're not going to allow any wrestling company or any company at all or any one person to dictate where they can and can't be at for the wrestling programs so do you exclude wwe do you exclude aew you know like is this just what is more is it more well they're not going to be well from what i can tell and i'm actually um all for this in fact i'm trying to i literally you know just followed this um this company yesterday on facebook oh oh and their, their twitter by the way, the name of the company he had in Chicago was Resistance Pro Wrestling. They had a deal with A and E to to produce the show, okay. And they filmed some for the Resistance Resistance Pro Wrestling. They filmed for the reality show, and then the network pulled the plug on all their reality show content. So not just okay. wrestling, but every reality. So they tried, it failed. They took a different approach to televising their product. It didn't work the way. Now they're back at it again, right? And okay. not that, but Exodus Pro Wrestling up in Cleveland. That's the name. That's the. It's a already existing company, right? The NWA, and you know, of course, Billy Corgan is spearheading this. They are bringing Exodus Pro Wrestling under the NWA banner, so they're okay. already an indie company. Now being part of the NWA, which is, I so dare just s- so that, just so I can have the clarification, it's like if. NWF and OVW work something out where OD, OWF, o, you know, is kind of like the the main banner, and NWF is would you know tie along with them still with the, whatever you know allegations they get a, you know to correspond with each other. You know what I'm saying, right? They're like, so OV, yes, know, OVW is running their own stuff. NWF is still running stuff, but through OVW. Yes, so they would fall under the OVW umbrella, um, but what this gives a chance, like in this case, okay, the NWA world champion right now is EC3. By the way, that belt behind me, not the one on the top, but the one underneath, has has EC3's autograph on it now. 
um, the first time I ever actually met a rank, a current NWA world champion. And okay. he, and that's the belt he's holding. And so that's the belt that, you know, he's holding it. So I had him sign it. So that's actually the fourth signature I have on that belt. Okay. Um, him, Tommy Rich, Dan Severn and Abyss, you know, Abyss signed it at the, the last uh, summer sizzler when he was there. Yeah. But, yeah. But this, this gives a chance for a lot of the wrestlers who want to be able, you know, to have a chance to be part of a bigger company, but they can't do all the traveling, you know, and it's not that they wouldn't necessarily, you know, it's not that they don't want to do traveling, just they can't for whatever. I mean, I can give you an example. I'm not going to say any names, but there's a wrestling NWF who could actually go to bigger companies, Mm -hmm. but he has family obligations, you know, here he has a kid who he's like, I'm not leaving my daughter. Right. You know? And it was like, you know what? More power to you. You know, I absolutely applaud for doing that, you know? Uh, But this gives a chance, you know, for them to maybe make a little bit more money if they're under the NWA, because the NWA name, it may not be as big as what it was, you know, even, you know, 30 years ago. Um, But, it's still a known name within wrestling circles. And so Exodus Pro Wrestling up in Cleveland right. is the first one. This weekend, they're having a, um, I don't know if you want to call it a pay-per-view or what, well, but they're having a big event up there, Sal Wayne or Sam Hayen, however, depending on how you want to pronounce it. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, um, and I know some of the NWA champions, they're traveling up there because one of them we are supposed to have on the show this Friday and that is the current mm-hmm. NWA television champion, uh, Matt Big Strong Mims. He's been on the okay. show before, you know. Okay. Um, yeah, great dude. You know, glad to see he won some gold. Glad to see he won yeah. that particular gold because that particular belt has a lot of uh, history behind it. Right. And you know, so I mean, you look at some of the people who have held it. By the way, Larry Zabisco is a former NWA TV champion. You know, so we now we interviewed a former champion last. Isn't week. that the same? Uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't like a couple of years ago, Matt Cardona. Um, was it uh... Matt Cardona? I think actually held the NWA uh, world title. Okay, um, okay. You know, I don't think he held he was the doing TV that title. with. Uh, was it was it with the, it wasn't was it Trevor Murdoch? Uh, Murdoch was. I think Murdoch also. Did they the have NBA. a feud at the time a couple years ago? Um. Yeah. And, and for me, that's when NWA, NWA kind of really re-sparked my attention. But one of the common problems that I think a lot of wrestling fans have is that unless you have all of these paid subscriptions, that you're limited on the talent, you know, on the no, you know, network you could watch. WWE is on USA Network and Fox. Uh, you know, yeah, Fox Sports, yeah. This Saturday, this Friday, they'll be on FS1. Um, yep. But, you know, you could watch it. Most cable companies include USA Network, you know, because isn't that in the USA and NBC um, part of NBC? Their which, main net- network company. Which one again? USA. Uh, yeah, USA is connected to um, NBC and Peacock yeah. and all those. Okay. Um, so, but like yeah. if you had you, TNT and TBS is almost every cable company, you know, if you have Hulu TV, 
uh, a sling TV, if you had, you know, um, what's the, you know, what, um, whatever company, any, any television, they, you have those channels, right? Right. Um, T impact wrestling, right? You don't get those channels. You don't get, you know, fight TV unless you pay for an additional subscription. And right now, a lot of it was, a lot of it's on YouTube. So I think it's a, I, I mean, so they, you know, you think of those names, but it's not, they, they're, they're very limited because they're exposure. And with the CW, CW being one of the top 20 networks, mm-hmm. that's going to get them exposure. It's not the first time wrestling has ever been on CW. No. If I remember right. Um, Smackdown used to be on CW. I'd say I thought Smackdown was on there, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but either way, I mean, they have had wrestling before and I like the, I like the direction this is going, okay. uh, because right now the only options that you really have, if you're want, wanting to be a top star in wrestling, mm-hmm. you can go WWE, AEW, maybe impact, right? Uh, maybe new Japan. Maybe New Japan. If if you're willing to uh, travel to Japan. Well, um, you, they do air it sometimes out here. They're probably like later episodes. New, I've seen a few. New Japan, they have actually started expanding this way, this direction. Okay. You know, they uh, some. Um, okay. You could go down to Mexico, wrestle in like the Lucha Libre stuff. But I mean, but that's yeah. a very, very different style on there. Um, yeah. One of the things about wrestling down in Mexico and... Jericho's talked about this in his book, his first book. Uh, Mick Foley talked about it the same. In Mexico, they work on, they, they say they, they wrestle from the left. In other words, they work on the like the right arm, the right. right leg, whereas everywhere else in the world, they wrestle from the right. In other words, they work on the left arm, the left leg. You always see that. It's always them working on the left. You know, so that's one of the things you have to get used to. And plus, you know, like unless triple, you're Ronda Rousey. Unless you're Ronda Rousey, and then she just grabs whatever arm is <laughs> near and I'm sorry, I don't mean to no no disrespect to Rhonda, but that's I No, because we don't we don't want Rhonda to come beat us up. No, no. And she could. <laughs> you know, but you know, she would she would hit me over the head with you. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> um, she'll find both to get us both in one of those arm bars. I mean it's yeah. And you know, but the Lucia Libre style, of course, I mean it's very uh aerial. Yeah, you know a lot of movies. So if if you don't know how to do that style, you might be a little bit lost. Um, right. But either way, you know if you but if you're looking to get exposure, of course, like I said, WWE with WWE mm-hmm. also with you know if NXT falls under that with AEW Ring of Honor falls under right. the AEW banner, mm-hmm. and then you have Impact and NWA would probably be the next tier down. Mm-hmm. Um, NWA they are. Yeah, know you know what? Saying. I'm going to argue that because, in honestly, in honest opinion, with this new television deal, you may see a bigger rise for NWA to rise above Impact. In, I mean, I, it's not going to happen yeah. overnight, but I just feel like they have more going for which them is, than Impact is, Wrestling, which is kind of amazing because NWA used to be associated with Impact because Wildcat, yeah, um, he'll tell you he is a I think seven time NWA um world tag team champion. Right. And so I mean this doesn't oppose a threat. 
to AEW. It doesn't oppose a threat to WWE. We're not going to sit here and probably and say, oh, my, this is going to be now a triple way, you know, three way war, you know, between wrestling companies. I think we still understand very clearly who's at the top of the food chain. And that's the WWE independent wise. I consider AEW as an independent wrestling company. That's try that has just more money to expose themselves more, right? And then you yep. have the trickle effect of NWA Impact, Ring of Honor, whatever you want to consider next. So it's not NWA ain't coming in and say hey, we're taking over, but I just think for wrestling fans, for the community, and for um for television, I mean, I think this is a really good deal because. You know, you see all these other sports out there that's going along with, you know, like you see minor league hockey on TV. You see the, um, you see the, you know, off season of MW, you know, the summer season of uh, NBA. You see the uh, off season, like the XFL and the USFL for football. This is a huge deal for wrestling because now you're just giving yourself another platform to show people what you're capable of, you know, putting on it you know, the entertainment. And when I was mentioning like the territory aspect of it, of course, Exodus Pro Wrestling out of Cleveland is the first one that has signed on with that. And they're sending all their, their top people up there this weekend to have this big event. But Cleveland, I mean, the territory itself is based out of Cleveland. That means all the, the men and women who are actually part of their organization up there, that means they don't have to travel necessarily um, unless they were to become like one of the the top champions right. where you would be expected, okay, they're, this company over here is part of the NWA because the Exodus Pro Wrestling, I haven't actually looked too much into it, but I'm quite sure they have their own, if you want to call them local champions. Right. But the, you know, so, but. But you're also, I think, and you're also now, for them, it's also a good thing because now you're you're probably working out a deal where, all right, there's some sort of incentive if NWF or NWA, excuse me, is traveling or they want a specific talent down there to really hey get promoted up. Uh-huh. It's almost like hey, this is your my, your farm system that you could almost use at, at will, right? And NWA will, if it's time, hey, I want to grab X, Y, and Z to come up for a couple weeks to trial at. We'll pay for their expenses, you know, and incentive wise, say hey. I'll pay for your bus fare to come up here for two to three weeks to travel. And I want to see what you guys have. That is, you know, this is, it's just like a baseball team where, you know, you have a, you know, you get similarities, not all the same, but you have now people you could pick from instead of having to go out there on the free agent market and worry about them signing with another promotion. And then that all that, that's a messy stick, you know, situation. And, and plus it gives a lot of the independent wrestlers, Okay, the way the territory systems used to work back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I'll give you some examples of some of them. When I first started watching wrestling, it was Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, which was based out of Charlotte. I was okay. in North, North Carolina at the time, so that's what came across our local TV stations. Right. Um, then you also had, like, for example, World Class Championship yep. Wrestling out of Dallas. Um, you also had Florida Championship Wrestling. You know, yep. the, the old Florida Territory, which is based out of Tampa. You had Georgia based mm-hmm. out of Atlanta. You had uh, Mid-Southern, which is based out of Memphis. Mid-South was based out of around New Orleans. And 
sometimes, you know, and I would read about all these wrestlers that were, they were in these other territories. I'd read about them in the, the wrestling magazines, most of which were what they call the after mags because Bill after right. was one of the main people. And, but you'd see these ones. Well, they've been in this territory for you know X amount of years, you know, like two, three years. They've kind of hit the peak of where they're going to go. Right. And, and sometimes they come into the territory as a heel. And after they've been there as a heel, right when mm-hmm. they are at the peak of their, their unpopularity, I guess, you know, the peak of the hatred, they're really hot as a heel. Boom. They switch them to be a face right. and then it keeps rising. But then you hit a certain point. It's like, okay, you're going to plateau at some point. In fact, Larry Zabesco talked about this when he was on the show. He said, after the thing with Bruno, Bruno San Martino, he said he was only in WWF at the time for about a year or two more because there was nowhere left for him to go in, in WWF. And so he left, went somewhere else to, you know, because his, his name was still known this new thing. If they're able to do this, you know, Exodus pro wrestling being the first territory under there. And plus They, the NWA, the headquarters of Detroit is it's in Los Angeles. However, mm-hmm. a good chunk of the wrestlers are out of like Oak Grove, Kentucky, which Oak Grove, right. yeah, Oak Grove, Kentucky is just on the other side of the Kentucky, Tennessee line from Clarksville, Tennessee. Okay. Clarksville, Tennessee is actually a pretty decent sized town. It's, it's got like 150,000 people there. It's not small, small. It's smaller than like Cincinnati, but it's still, um, right. You know, it, and it's smaller than Nashville. So, you know, I'm just trying to make sure you know, I'm, I'm understanding this myself, right? Because, I, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. intrigued. I want to see how this works because territory means for me so many different things. So, right. for example, and I'm just going to use here locally. Like I'm going to use, you know, it's like, let's say, let's say OVW did the same thing to NWF. Okay. Let's right. just, I, that means well, let's take a, someone like Hollywood. Right. And he's reached the ceiling. There's nothing else he could possibly do in NWF. He's done it all. You're talking about Swayze? Uh, Swayze. Yeah, Yeah, Adam Swayze. Yep. So what's next? Well, OVW sees that. And then because there's at some point when you hit the ceiling, if you can't go up anymore, what do you do? You start going down. You do eventually go down. So OVW sees that and says, all right, well, we have new opponents. We have new, a fresh look. You could only reinvent yourself so many times in one organization. So come up we could always bring you back down but you know hey let's try this promotion i'll give you this person's not you know maybe need some work or whatever so maybe you know we'll do a swap or whatever the case may be it will we'll give you credit so when we talk about swayze we're going to mention nwf so we're giving you promotion so that people know where he's coming from and now you're also on tv in this sense for nwa so now other athletes, you know, other promotion companies don't have to hunt you downtown to town. They are going to see you on television. Yes. And and on top of that, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but I was just thinking about this. Now, if you're a kid at home and you're thinking about is, you know, if you're in Kentucky, if you're in if you're in Cleveland now, you're thinking, hey, if I was thinking about becoming a wrestler, because 90 percent of people who are wrestling fans had one day thought of, hey, I want to become a wrestler when I grow up. But this may also encourage more wrestlers to rise from the from the ground, you know, from the surface and say, hey, I want to become a wrestler, which can ultimately lead a 
not just a local, but a global, you know, uh, growth of wrestlers, which is great for business overall. And I'm just curious, wondering, you know, and we're, we'll watch all this play out real time too, yeah. as, as it's happening. How big, and you mentioned this before, how big do you think the NWA could get? Because if they do this correctly, if it all pans mm-hmm. out, especially, you know, if it's starting out in Cleveland, okay, we already have an established local indie shop. Well, guess what? We're not pulling them under the NWA. Suppose they came down to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I don't see the NWF going up under them, to be honest with you. Right, of course. But, but there are other wrestling companies that could. They, that could, including the one that when I watched uh, EC3 defend his NWA world title, that's the only time I've ever seen, the only time I've met a current NWA world champion, and it's the only time I've ever actually seen live in person the NWA world title being defended. And it was EC3 yeah. defending against Lord Crew. Right. Lord Crew, which, who is an NWF guy. He was right. trained at Bone Crushers. But Crew actually, he goes all over the place and wrestles mm-hmm. because that's one thing but, that Roger. Know. They do not restrict them to NWF only. They're like, look, yeah. if you if you need to get bookings elsewhere, go for. I it. mean, they have a few that they frown upon. I know that, but I' not going to get into detail to that. But they, they they do like to spread their rings. The other thing I'm thinking about too is that NWF has some great star- stars. How much do you think a smaller local? wrestling promotion will benefit if those stars could once in a while just pop in to say hello or do an autograph signing. You know, we talked about, you know, I know uh, Abyss, right, uh, mm-hmm. is a NWF, but a lot of people don't know him as NWF. A lot of people know him as Impact. Or they know TNA. him as Impact, yes. So to come back to NWF is not just great, but just imagine, um, you know, you have – Ov, you know, let's like I said, I'm going back to OVW and NWF. If they put a pair, you know, in one of their top talents, they could find a way to come back down just to pop in. You're going to draw more attention to a local NWF show. My question and my concern is, I'm interested to get, see if we can eventually get our hands on is the what is the agreement because like it's like some agreements today are more lenient about, Hey, yes, you can go out and I'll let you go wrestle for, let's say, you know, AEW do like a a dark match, you know, to see where you, but they really keep you on a leash still. So what kind of leash does MWA have as they start picking up some of these other smaller promotions? All right, I'll let you go do this under these conditions. And is that going to benefit these smaller local promotions? Because I'm sure NWF just wants to benefit also themselves as well. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's does that make sense though? Like, and, is yeah, like WWE is not loaning. You know, it has you know AEW has that Tony Khan's open to loaning some of their athletes out to help other. You know, to ha- if he thinks that business can be made on both ends, mm-hmm. he will loan wrestlers out to promotions as needed right wwe does not have that no whatsoever um and i don't know what the new deal they have with them now being owned by endeavor we just don't know but but if you also think about this and you think about the economics of this the overall 
in game. We are in the final quarter of professional of the year for wrestling mm-hmm. overall. Okay. I know we see the analysts and breaks down of WWE every three to four months. We probably could pick up the AEW quarters and how break down what they did and how well they did. And every wrestling company has that report somewhere. Mm-hmm. Does but when you combined all of them, especially the television deals, the ones that are available on TV, what type of impact does that raise the bar for wrestling? Because wrestling it can be a hit or miss. Um, wrestling is and Bruce Prichard talk about this all the time, and but it's true. Wrestling is very uh, cyclical, and it definitely has its peaks and valleys. And right now, I think we're coming up where it's peaking because it's back in the news because WWE getting bought by Endeavor, you know, so now they are combined under the same umbrella as UFC. Do you think NWF picked the right time to do it because they're going to feed off of that and say, Hey, NWA, there's just, Um, yeah. NWA just kind of slides right in after this break, you know, this big official, the officiating of TKO, right? Right. And they're just going to yes. slide right up. <laughs> hey, let's slide right into television deal. I'm not expecting to compete to WWE. Of course, that's out of the question. But let me get in there. And because that's the probably the perfect time to build attraction. And that way we could establish ourselves and then kind of hit, you know, if we hit a, uh, a blockage or a stump in the road, we're not going to go flat bottom bankrupt in two months. You know what I'm saying? Um, if something doesn't work out right away. I don't think that Billy Corgan would have been, I don't think he was piggybacking off of it because to strike a major deal like this with a TV deal, True. It it's not something that's just going to be just overnight. Yeah. So I think this had to have been in the works for a few months, which means they were already talking about it before uh, the deal about Endeavor became uh, public knowledge. They just happened to, hey, recently just, hey, we're just, you know, doing this at well, around the same time. and Right. Now, what he might be doing, though, because I know you've seen the commentary about AEW's attendance at their shows. Oh, gosh. I um, I can tell you, I saw it, for, I saw it in person in Cincinnati at Heritage Bank Arena or Heritage Bank yeah. Center. And I have pictures that... Can I, I, can was... I defend that for what? I'm not going to defend it. Can I just stand up to that comment? Yeah. I'm not to be mean, but AEW is trying to act. They are kind of hiding what they truly are. No disrespect, but AEW is a independent wrestling company, right? They are they they are the NWA. They are Impact. They in, are in a sense category wise. They are slow. They they didn't start out like that. They started out when AEW first started. Was it four years ago now? They started they immediately became the number two company. That means True. they, they jumped over ring of honor, which now ring of honor is part of them. They but it was a new it, exciting thing that Tony, it, that someone with a to... lot of big names. Exactly. And money, money, and money. They, because you had, of course, I mean, they had Tony Khan, which means you have Shahid Khan's money, you know, and because you had the television deals. They had the television deals. You had Cody Rhodes, who has proven mm-hmm. himself to be one the of young the young bucks. Kenny Omega. He was on yes. hot rise. All of Chris them, Jericho. they yep. brought in Jericho. Bret Hart was there at the very first mm-hmm. AEW show. This was right after he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame for the right. second time as a member of the Hart Foundation. And here it is a week later, all of a sudden he's popping up on an AEW show. So maybe and, I'm taking a shot at AEW, but see, AEW, we all, okay, it's an independent show. 
But see, they're trying to host it in the top tier arenas. And they're having it at the Heritage Bank Arena when they probably should be having it at a smaller venue that doesn't hold that much. You can make it look more crowded. Well, a year ago, they were getting sellouts. Now sell out then than have arena. Well, I'm saying they were in the same the last when they were there last year at Heritage Bank Arena, they actually did sell it out. And as but far that was as I also know, the first least, time they came out here though. Uh it was actually the second time they had been in Cincinnati. Okay. But the first time they were in Cincinnati, they weren't at Heritage Bank. Yeah. Um and I don't it even it may have still been US but I don't even know. They weren't at that same building. They were actually at the either UC or Xavier's. Um, right. Yeah, you know, I don't know which one, but I, uh, I know what you're right. talking about. Like Fifth Third Arena. I don't know. It was one of those. It was, But it was yeah. a smaller venue. AEW was still a smaller company. And this was after, you know, every, they were able to do these shows again because of COVID. I just feel like they hide that they they are they're asking, they're putting them, they want to be big. So they're booking big. But then they don't get that reception as they want and i don't know maybe that's they, listen that's probably for another episode but well you know, people are blaming blaming it on the whole debacle with cm punk well i don't think this it honestly i don't think i can pinpoint except for i know AEW there for a little bit they were kind of turning fans away a little bit uh because wrestling to me anyway this is my opinion will always be something that people will take their families to. They will take their kids to. Well, mm-hmm. when you see the, some of the stuff that they were doing, even on TV, it's like, well, why would I take, you know, yeah. um, my kid to that, especially in the middle of the week when they have school the next day, you know, and be And so I think part of the product they were putting out now, the wrestling has been fantastic because, I mean, you, yeah, I mean, you, you have Jericho. Now you have, yeah. Christian Cage. Now you have Adam Copeland. You know, I'll formerly knows Edge. You have the but has the boys. damage been done though? Because I mean, you you and Dwayne sat on this podcast before and said, "Listen, these are part timers. These are people that probably should have hung up the boots. You know, at the hype marks. And a lot of it's still a good amount of that roster is filled with, you know, you know, you two guys talked about Edge should just be retired. And yet again, oh yeah, and we and we still stand by that. Now, I mean, I think the reason he has not yet because he wants to finish with his best friend. And that's fine. I'm not. And that's fine. You know, so I don't see him being there a really long time. The Hardy boys, uh, when they were there, but they weren't on dynamite, they were on the rampage tapings. Right. Um, and there's a couple others. So they're not trying to be in the spotlight. They're probably trying to help the younger guys because the Hardy boys get it. Now you had to have some in the locker room who may not don't necessarily do that. And I think that might be part of the reason why uh, the AEW crowds have been lackluster. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, because this is part of the internet wrestling community, the IWC just being kind of toxic. And I mean, I'm I'm part of the IWC just by default. But I will tell you right now, Dwayne and I have also said this many times on the show, and we've repeated it, repeated, repeated it. We are wrestling fans. We are not strictly AEW. We are not strictly right. WWE. We watch all of it. AEW kind of wants you to be AEW or nothing. Yes. And there's so many people like that. And it's turned a lot of other people off. And, you know, because some people, you know, it, they've also got in their mind, well, 
AEW is just a WWE knockoff. It's it's if you get WWE off wish.com, that type of type of deal. Because there's some people who are very much like WWE is it. I don't want to watch anything else. There's nothing else out there. Then don't call yourself a wrestling fan. You are a WWE fan. Right. And the styles are they're different. too different. I mean, I'm also, you know, unless I grew up on the element of surprise, WWE provides that. They don't expose the entire match card of what to expect two days prior to the actual show. I mean, that's what, if you go on um, AEW right now, the website, you can find that. You can figure out every single match. So you can pick and choose what you want to watch on AEW. Okay, if you see, because they'll advertise, or, you know, from top to bottom, from open from the open, there's no surprises, really. Like, there's no surprises of what you can, what you're going to see on an AEW show because they promote it so much ahead of time in the entire card. Like WWE, they highlight Roman Reigns LA Knight contract signing this Friday, right? right. They're promoting um, Bianca Belair. Return. The two one that one is on FS1. Two is a. Those are key highlights to attract you into the sport, into the to the show. You really don't know what you're going to see though until you actually have to, you have to watch what you know in order to see it. The only other thing I'm interested that I'm fear of is that this is great for NWA. There's so much rich history for NWA, mm-hmm. and that's why I think it can be a sustainable success for them. But if AEW does not have their success. You've already had a wrestling fan who took bought a company who, who developed a company as an AEW, you know, with with money galore, try to turn it into something global international, which I'm not saying this failing, but you know, there's this downsides. But and we're seeing the struggles. Someone, a wrestling fan, bought a an existing company and is trying to grow it. Now I like how he's not doing too much. But could that could AEW's down you know downfall hurt AEW NWA's opportunity to grow or to establish themselves on a television network? You know, I wouldn't think so necessarily because even though the CW network, um, if you know, it is considered one of the top twenty networks. But if you really or to look at where it kind of falls in the the pecking order of things. Yeah. You know, it is a lot lower than like, okay, you're on, you know, like Fox Sports or FS1, one of those, or like an ESPN or something. Then, you know, you have TBS, TNT, the Turner stations, you know. Um, And CW. I would say right underneath. Yeah, it's underneath that. So the, the station itself, the platform they're going to be on is, yes, it's a little bit lower tier, but it's still on almost every single cable and satellite system. Right. It's on like, I think I read like 99% of mm-hmm. the systems in the country. Cause CW is also, I think, don't they also cover a good amount of news from time to time? Like, uh, I'm not sure. To be honest um, with you. Anyways, like I get that. I mean, they're not trying to overdo it. They're not trying to go you know, beyond, Hey, I want to go be on ABC and they're not trying to over, they're taking baby steps, right? Cause they really don't know how this is going to work out and if it's going to be successful or not, but they're growing and I'm giving them, I'm going to give them the opportunity to grow. I'm interested to in seeing it. Plus they have some really, I, I mean, I like to see the talent that's coming through there. They, they have some really good storylines and you're also seeing a, an authentic 
independent wrestling company that can be creative and without any strings attached. You know, we watched the right. the documentary of the wrestlers with the OVW and Al Snow, and you love. I love to watch just to see the authenticity behind putting together storylines that didn't have anything attached, and how well they put them together. And that's exactly what you're going to see in NWA. You know, go, coming up, and you you know you just. They're not looking to attract top name stars. Now, if they get one or two, great. But they're not going to go look for a Sting. They're not going to go look for a uh, a Chris Jericho. They're good with the talent they have. They just want to be able to tell, you know, share their product with the fans, which is, I think, for me, more exciting because when AEW came out and said, "Hey, listen, I'm still in everyone that you know is, you know, free agents and anyone I get my hands on, I'm just going to throw them at you," you know. And expect you guys to enjoy it without any, you know, without making sense. And I think AEW, uh, like you said, Billy Corgan's not trying to do too much in the beginning mm-hmm. because I think that's one of the things that may be hurting AEW right now because they they started out as the number two company, you know, so mm-hmm. their very first boom they were number two. They weren't going to pass WWE at the very beginning. Now at one point, because we even had an episode about this, mm-hmm. so has AEW surpassed WWE because WWE at the time. Uh, their product, at least on TV, if at even some of their um, their pay per view slash uh, premium live event, whatever you want to call them, they were also getting kind of sloppy with stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember one SmackDown, um, and when the rare opportunity I was actually able to watch SmackDown as it was going on, I'm watching, and I'm like, are they ever going to have a match? It's like half an hour into the a two hour show, and they haven't even. You know, the final Wasn't that did, last Friday night SmackDown where they had like a thirty minute segment, or they had um, one match, they had a segment, a match, and then that was then they had another segment where they showed um, um, pretty deadly, and then they came into the and then the, Rey Mysterio came out to confront uh, Logan Paul, and that was your hour number one. So they only had like one um, match, and the second match was, led into hour number two. That was just last Friday, though. Uh, I didn't watch it last Friday. I haven't even watched the ups and downs for last Friday, so I have no idea what happened. Um, and because last Friday we were actually we drove up to Columbus, you yeah. know, so I didn't really get to see much of anything. Hardly. He told me that story. Yeah, yeah, I got to meet Darrell Stein, sort of. But, but you um, know what? That happens. It's but see, WWE is all about telling that story, and sometimes they don't want to rush a story being told, and. If they they rather tell the story sometimes in segments. See, AEW is all about get in the ring, wrestle, you know. But they don't and tell a story in the re- ring. WWE still about telling that story, you know, verbally and in the ring. And sometimes that product is a bit slower to tell it, you know. Well, at that time when we were talking about AEW, might be surpassing WWE because the product in the ring for AEW was actually superior at the time. The they didn't focus so much on the story. Where WWE, they were focused so much on, okay, the wrestling in the ring is there to support the story that the skits that we keep doing. Whereas AEW was like, and I agree with this better, the little skits, little segments, little vignettes you're doing are to support the action in the ring, the reasons why they're having action in the ring. But that one particular episode of SmackDown, I actually texted Dwayne and I said. I think there was maybe 15 minutes of wrestling on a two hour show. 
right on a two hour just imagine the show. people who bought tickets to go see yes that. and you know what uh it was like the next day or two days later i actually read um there were so many complaints about that because and it was actually 18 minutes total okay. of wrestling on a two-hour wrestling yeah. show and so that ever since then now they haven't done it that it hasn't been that because they caught and so much flack for it i think we could also honestly say though that there was a good there was an era where and i say era of like a couple like two to four years or six years where there was a lot of lackluster wrestling provided from the wwe they even put together shows that they did they didn't know the direction they were even going to go into. Right. So, I mean, I'm not trying to defend, say, or defend WWE because a lot of things could have changed at the time, but you're comparing a fresh, brand new, you know, company that was trying to compete with WWE, even though they said they weren't. And you're trying to, and you're trying to, you have all this fresh, freshness, right? I'm going to say mm-hmm. that. Compared to this old raggedy, and I'm going to honestly, here's what I'm going to say. The WWE lacked of developing new talent to bring up during the a crucial era when Attitude Era was down. Okay. And from like 2010 to 2015, they did not bring up and develop new talent, which then did not create entertaining content for like the last six seven years like you relied on three guys to carry your brand yep. you know what i'm saying and then so you ran into a so wwe ran into a stump in the road where they didn't you know know what they were going to even put out that week and they were changing storylines each and every week and so when you th- really when you really th- thought of hey i'm going to get into baron corbin and Kalisto, for example they're going to get into a feud it changed the next week and i'm like what i wanted to see how that ended you know, yeah. so and and you're, w- you're already w- you're already top. invested in it. Yeah. And also they just pull the rug out from underneath you. So and- there was a lot of, I think, negatives that we could take away from that that allowed AEW to slide up. But see, WWE is now kind of settling back into their groove, especially since this merger, and especially since you know, Vince McMahon is no longer part of the over, creative team. Yeah. The Triple H, though, because you notice when. When Vince McMahon, two two examples of what happens, the differences between Vince McMahon and Triple H. And Vince McMahon has other people with him as well, but but just for the sake of this, we'll just say it was Vince McMahon. Triple H was the run running NXT for the longest time. And then he had his um his health issues. I mean, he almost died um because of the issues with his heart. His heart rate had slowed down um so much yeah he almost died and that's why he had to have an automatic defibrillator actually pulling his heart that's why triple h you know paul levesque he can he can never wrestle again he came out put his boots in the ring i'm done because he knows i mean he can he physically cannot wrestle in the ring again he knows that and but during his time out his time away that's when vince mcmahon and bruce pritchard they came in all of a sudden they took over nxt that's when they changed it from the black and gold yeah. to the tie dye, whatever the 2. that was. 2.0, yeah. Yeah, the 2.0. The wrestling wasn't as good. The storylines were stupid. And, you know, people. So can, and- I, let me, can I ask you this real quick? Sure. Because, you know, I think there's a saying in professional wrestling that I can al- almost arguably defend to, like, for example, you, Brett Favre. 
for example, I'm just going to use this reference. Brett Favre was done with the Packers, and he decided to go with the what the Jets and the Vikings, or the yeah, Vikings the, and the Jets. It was the Jets first, then then the Vikings. He wanted to prove to everybody that he can still play at the top tier. When when the Packers were giving up on him, he wanted to prove everyone that he still had it and that he could still take a team to the playoffs, if not to the Super Bowl. But the longer he stayed in with another team, because I only knew him as a Packer, and I loved him as a Packer, right? But when he went to the Jets, when he went to the Vikings, he became a bit stale for me. And it started, that, that kind of went down. So there's a, there's a saying in WWE where all wrestlers know is wrestling. They don't, they don't bank off of a secondary career. Vader w- was wrestling until he died. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a lot of old, uh, older wrestlers would do that. Vince McMahon only knew WWE. He doesn't know nothing else. He didn't, I mean, he, he gave up everything that he was that, you know, at his young age. Because he wanted, he wanted this industry, right? Well, he wanted, for him, it was a means to an end. He wanted to um, prove to his dad that he could he, do it, that he could do it. And he, but his dad never wanted him to take it national. He wanted him, right. no, this is a territory sport. Right. You're going to keep it local. But he did what he did. But then, but he, that's all he gave, though, right? I mean, yeah. so well, he tried doing. He tried doing football at the XFL, didn't work out. He tried doing bodybuilding, the WBF, didn't work out. He tried other things. He came back around to wrestling. And, and but my, he always my, came back around to wrestling. My point is, is that every wrestler, when you know it's time to hang it up, even okay, for a prime example, The Undertaker, he knew there was a period where you knew it was time to hang it up, mm-hmm. that he refused to hang it up because he felt like he could go, and he was so loyal to Vince that he had to be available every time Vince called. That right. yes, he had a, he finished yeah you know, he had a couple of good matches at the very end, but it kind of started tarnishing his reputation because he was just stale in the ring. Okay, and I love the Undertaker. I will yep, defend the Undertaker to left and right. But you knew he was running stale. The couple, you know, especially after he lost the streak. So that's the same way with I see for Vince. I'm not trying to defend what he how, how he's handled the company recently. But when you that's all you know, I mean, you do run stale in creativity, and sometimes it's hard to let it grow. You built it, you really built it, and it became a global imp- inter- enterprise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so for me, there's a validation of where the last four, six years, how many years you want to say of staleness that the WWE provided came from. And maybe he was running stale. And when you own a company you feel like it's being taken away from you and you still love it you still feel like you do it what do you do you become defensive you lock it down you take full-on control again and you're going you're going to honestly go make a opposite decisions of what people are suggesting on purpose just to show them hey this is my company this is my company just being right. kind of kind of childish about it in a way um, but, and what you know what tony khan might be kind of falling into that trap right now with aew um, I don't think Billy Corgan is doing that because if I had to really guess, I would say Billy Corgan is not uh, coming up with the storylines. Mm-hmm. He is the the financer. He is. Uh, he might have a couple of suggestions in there because I mean he is a wrestling fan, but he I mean right. he's more, you know, on the side of like a production side, like right. Um, 
He's overseeing. He's overseeing everything. stuff, but he knows he's not a wrestler. He was never. You see, that's what Tony Khan wanted to do at the beginning. He just wanted to oversee it. He wanted. He brought these athletes in because, hey, who? But who's better to run a wrestling show than wrestlers? Right. Right. But then you didn't. They were active wrestlers, and they didn't put their differences aside, and, saying this is best for business, not yes, best for my exactly. career. I mean, that's why that's the fall of WCW. And right? I mean, and we actually, we also had an episode in our um, in the archives talking about that, too, is if actually I think we I'll have to go back and look at the site. The thing we were saying, are they repeating the same mistakes of WCW before WCW? If you find it, put, the, put it in the descriptions or put a tag on it on the on the YouTube channel. Now, people that way people could go back. Yeah, and they're going back and find it, and it may yeah. have actually. I, we may still have been audio only at the time, but I'll have to go back and check. We, I mean, we've recorded almost 300 episodes now, oh. so yeah. But it's hard no, to I'm find excited those. for a- NWA. It's it's honestly a great way to end the year. Do you know when it officially starts? You know what? Let me, um, bad, let me look at. It. There's there's a few articles on it. Uh, Obviously, it's going to take some time for people to adjust to it, but I think for those who NWA is, is a program that you know it's been around for decades through its ups and downs. You know they have it. Everyone goes through them. Um, I'm for me as a wrestling fan, I will support it. Now I don't know how much I'm gonna watch it. Do we I mean I don't know what night it's on. Hopefully it's not competing with Raw or SmackDown or NXT or I don't, AEW. I honestly I don't think they're going to try to compete with Raw or SmackDown because no. they know that when that would not um fly there's no way they can be with that um but i was reading on cw or cw there's already wrestling there it's um wow women of wrestling yeah I they see already that. have that and and so they actually already um oh, where's it? i literally just read this um wow already out draws um it might be aew Oh, here it is. No, they already outdraw Impact. Impact. Because okay, well, while, Impact's on Fight yeah. TV, no? I mean... Um, Impact? I think okay, it's on Fight TV. Is it? I mean, because I know they also, they're also on... Because I have my DVR set to record Impact, even though I, I rarely watch it, but it still records it. But it's also probably not one of those channels that every wrestler, not every cable company or provider you know, offers, uh, which becomes a struggle. Oh well, the the Wow shows they pull in between two hundred fifty and four hundred fifty thousand viewers per episode. That's good. Um, That's really good for what all women wrestling. Yeah, yeah, and they already outdraw Impact. And yeah. so I, now I don't know if the Women of Wrestling company is going to also fall under NWA. Um, I can't see right. that happening, to be honest with you. You know, um, yeah. but. See, I yeah, don't but, look at I don't look at it as a competition. I look at it as, hey, you're finally getting you're putting you NWA on the map again. You're giving the opportunity for a lot of these younger guys, for a lot of young kids that get a chance to now watch and see it, and now they could go to these shows and be like, oh, I saw you on TV last Tuesday, uh-huh. you know. And it's like for me, that beats anything when you want to talk about competitiveness. I mean, a- Tony Khan, AEW, I just go to the last thing I'll say about AEW, but 
Tony Khan said, listen, I don't want to compete with a, with WWE. I want to provide more wrestling for, for people to watch. But now it seems like he's almost competing because there's been times Oh, he's definitely competing because he made the, the comments about Shawn Michaels a few weeks ago. Because it's like, it's like dude. Um, because even NXT is beating AEW Dynamite. Yes. I mean, that's and, how and that's what. Uh, and he made those comments about Shawn Michaels the day after NXT beat AEW head to head because AEW had to move to a Tuesday because mm-hmm. I believe it was because of the baseball playoffs. They were willing to move, yeah. And so they moved it to to Tuesday where they went head to head against. And, th- and you got to think, just a few years ago when AEW Dynamite first started, all of a sudden NXT they decided, well, that's not going to be on the network anymore. We're going to put it on on. But they um, weren't putting it on the same nights. I think yes, they started they did off on the first, same nights. And AEW was just wiping the floor with them. And so right. they moved it to Tuesday after a few months. And they're like, but see, okay, WWE can afford to do that. If they lose it, they lose it. It's not a big deal. It's NXT. They, obviously, they can't afford to lose Monday or, or, or Raw or SmackDown. But right. I don't know. At the very beginning, Tony Khan said, hey, I want to just provide more wrestling for you guys. I want you guys to watch wrestling. I don't care. It, that's and that's the whole reason when he had Rampage on because that's when he was said this he was like that's why I'm putting Rampage on at ten o'clock after SmackDown so you could just tune over and have the opportunity yep. of watching it but now like I said it feels like it's becoming more of a competitiveness and that's where it, AEW does not attract my attention so you know with with M, with NWA with this television deal. And, I, you know, if they're approaching it the way that you're saying this approach, I'm going to give it a fair shot. At least yeah. give it a chance. You know, they're not going to out try to outdo themselves. Yeah, they're going to try to be different than WWE, AEW. Wow. But, I mean, they're not going to try to be somebody that they're not. Exactly. And, and that's why I think this is going to be, I'm predicting, it's going to be a success rate. Obviously, there's a ceiling because I obviously... I don't think WWE is going to ever let any other company TKO will never let W or any other company be better than them. And WWE is just already so globally established. But what I also like about this is that, and I'll leave my final take on this as well. WWE is growing to become more global, more international, right? They're even Mm -hmm. talking about having a WrestleMania out there, which is like, you know, at the end of the day, as much you can, as much as we can be disappointed, it is a global entity. Mm-hmm. So it provides more opportunities, like AEW, like NWA, to kind of grow within the states and expand inside. You know, and you know, and WWE also. I mean, if you just look at, all right, they're getting ready to have Crown Jewel over in Saudi. Right. That's going to be followed. You know, within the next couple months, they're going to have another show down in Australia. Yeah, and they're having all these shows in these international markets, and the shows because uh, well, Saudi they go there once every six months anyway. It's their contract. Right? That's their contract, and for that sweet, 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 oh, money sweet money. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, all these other ones which I like because WWE has been so long since they've done the UK stuff. But I like it because listen, we most of their list, uh, like most of the income is coming from them. Yeah. You know, coming from international, I'm just unfortunately that's just how it is. So yep. I'm 100 supportive, and as they do that, and I will still support them. Allow another company to come up inside the states to because what we're going to start seeing 
we're going to see WWE out there in UK and London and France and Tokyo for three, four months at a time. Right. And we're going to need wrestling out here. I mean, I just feel like that's eventually where we're headed, where WWE is going to start spending almost 50% of their time just going everywhere they could possibly can. And I'm center just uh, when we're talking about them going after the UK. NFL football used to have one game a year. Oh, they had like what four? Yeah. Um, I don't know how the crowds are, you know, for those games. Oh, um, they're they're lights out. I'm telling you that. Like, it's they're still talking about getting an NFL expanding an NFL team out there. We talked about the Jaguars, Tony Khan's team, right? We talk about the Jaguars going out to a, a potential candidate to be to play a season out there. Which, hey, if that's where NFL is going, good, fine, go ahead. I don't care. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't hurt me. It's football. Who doesn't want to watch football? Who doesn't want to watch wrestling? You know. Well, well on um, today is the twenty fourth of October. Yes. On October twenty third of 2011 the only NFL game I've ever been to was down in London at Wembley okay. Stadium Bears and the Buccaneers then I could tell you that over half the, the crowd there was given free tickets I was one of them Okay, because it was a, a lot of Americans on all the military bases that were over there True. Okay. And but now it's actually gotten to the point where yes there were still a lot of British fans there, you know, who were starting to get into American football. Mm-hmm. And, and so now we, but you, we also know it, the novelty is gone, but they've actually become fans. If WWE, AEW, anybody were to say, okay, once a month, we're going to do a show in the UK, give it about four or five shows. Okay. Oh, yeah. The novelty will start well, to wear off. But WC, WWE is already. Let me put it this way. WWE's already established themselves yes. years ago, decades ago mm-hmm. in the other countries. Yes, if you have a continuous show there, it will settle in. Mm-hmm. But that what are you seeing out here? Because you know Raw and SmackDown is not sold out. But no. so why hold why hold back? Even if you even if it's a, I mean, I know it may cost a bit more money to travel internationally. I get that. But if, you know, there's, I feel like there's just opportunities that we've already, you know, performing in the U.S. has for the WWE has reached a ceiling point. Okay. In my opinion. So going in another country, yeah, it may settle down, but I still think if you provide that, so maybe, maybe one, one month you go to UK, the next month you go to London, the next month you go to Tokyo, you know what I'm saying? Alternate mm-hmm. it. Puerto Rico, they will probably love to have two or three shows a year. Even if it's yeah, just a regular, because you know, the last one they had there, well, wrestling was really, really big in Puerto Rico back in the day anyway, when Carlos Colon, when he was running it. Yep. And be, I mean, you know, and when, um, you know, and this is the perfect way to book it out. You have a, you have a, you go in there midweek, you have a SmackDown, you have the pay-per-view or premium live, however you want to call it. You have Monday and you have Raw. Help put NXT out there, come home the next week, you know, that midweek. And it's, you may, you know, people will, I know they will still buy, you know, it's an opportunity. Hey, if I don't catch SmackDown, I could try to catch one of the, either the pay-per-view 
or the uh, Raw or NXT, and I'll still be happy. Ah, uh, well, before but, we, I mean, there's we just know there's going to be a whole lot of. Um, I'm we'll excited to wait and see what happens. Oh, I, I am too. It says Wrestling 2024. Fan. Um, 2024 is when it's all going to go down. This, well, I mean, this is, but um, this is you. I mean, okay, so it's all going down 2024. But it's the 2023 year that if it wasn't for all this that's happening right now, we wouldn't have 2024 to look exactly. forward to. But um, um, but before, you know, I, I, do, I just have to show this off. because um, This came in the day after the Zavesco interview. This is a oh. belt that I was wanting for the longest time. It is the, for those on YouTube, you can see it. It is the Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Championship Wrestling Belt. From the old Mid Atlantic wrestling territory, yes. this was and this one I finally got a good deal on it. Uh, it came from Pakistan. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but you got it off eBay. Um, but this was one of the ones on on the list of belts that I wanted, and you know, so I finally got it. Um, and one thing we haven't mentioned, I do want to say again because we we said this on the show already, but I'm just gonna tell you personally. Congratulations on being a brand new dad again. Thank you. you know, Thank you. Um, because- yeah, it's, uh, you know, heading into his fourth week uh, and um, I'm readjusting, you know, from five years to brand new. I mean, <laughs> surprisingly, I don't know if it's me or it's working a little too well. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it, there's like, this is a busy time. Like I haven't had, uh, especially with all the stuff that's coming up down the road um, that people may know. Um, there, I don't know how to say it. It's just, it's, it's really, what hurts me is that it puts me on a hold from being able to talk to people out there to you guys, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, you know, I'm, I jumped with joy when you, when you text me early tonight, Hey, you want to come on? I'm like, let's do it. I'm like, I'm making my plans. I don't care if he's crying in front of me, you know, he could cry for two (laughs) hours. I'm coming on. Um, but no, um, you know, it's, it's was it's been a fun ride so far i'm excited to see what comes but um you know i just if i could just bring the listeners you know back to it too that's just it's the icing on the cake you know yep and i know before we we went on the air you were talking about there was something historic and it's not necessarily wrestling but you said there okay. was this is a historic weekend so it's actually coming up this sunday this sunday and just remember everybody remember justin is not just a wrestling um podcaster he has a sports podcast where he also yes. includes wrestling so i mean we're I talking haven't been like, on for like six weeks but i'm gonna work i'm working on trying to get uh, back that's on. what happens you know when you have a newborn you know you have you have to shift your priorities so, <laughs> so i heard okay so i think it was let me i'm trying to try to remember all right so there is one day in the entire year where there is absolutely zero sports games. So when I, when I'm in about sports games in the U S there's four major sports categories, baseball and mm-hmm. MLB, NFL, NBA, and NHL. Correct. Yes. In the U S there is one day out of the entire year where neither one of those games or, you know, sports are playing. And that is, um, I believe, if I'm not staying correct, it's one of the days during the All-Star Week where um, 
where they had the home run derby and then the all star on Tuesday and then they have like a Wednesday. Oh, and yeah, it has to be because the NBA, the, the finals have already happened. Yep. And the it, NH, uh, NHL Stanley Cup because the NBA no and the NHL, you know, they run like neck and neck the, yeah. almost the entire time. So I don't really, I don't remember what day that is, but something very special is coming up this Sunday because for the first time and I don't know how long, we're going to have baseball, foot, the NF, MLB, NFL, NBA, and NHL play all in the same day. Wow. We're talking about, I'm talking about regular season action. We have the world, or not regular season, I'm talking about like, you have the World Series, game two of the World Series between the Rangers and whoever wins this game between the D-backs and Phillies tonight, which by the way, D-backs are leading. Okay. Um, so then you have the NFL, right? You have NBA, right? Because their season just got underway today. And then NHL has already been in their season for about a couple weeks now, like two weeks. So you'll have all four of those sports, which is a rarity to see all happen in the same day. As a matter of fact, it may all happen simultaneously Sunday night because the World Series is at night. It's Sunday night football. NBA usually in the afternoon or at nighttime in the NHL. And I just think for me, that's just as a sports fan, I'm like, you can't get any better than that. <laughs> um, I think what also I, I was, I was listening to something earlier tonight. And I was like, NHL is doing something pretty cool uh, for like the kickoff of NBA season about how they start their games every 15 minutes. I think it was today. All NHL games was, 15 minutes, start at 6 o'clock, and it's going until 1. Um, every game starts 15 minutes later. So first game starts at 6, second game starts at 6.15, third game starts at 6.30, you know what I'm saying, 6.45, right. so on. And that is designed so that you can see every NHL game at the same time. And they're, on ESPN, they're doing a like a red zone where you could catch all the games happening. So by the time one game's ending, because NHL is time. There's 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. That's it. Mm-hmm. Unless you have overtime. But you're you're able to catch all the games and then be able to catch out your basketball games and then baseball, too. So I don't ah. know. It's just, there's just a lot of cool. I just thought that was pretty cool in the world of sports because you don't see that how often. You know, I mean, I'm not necessarily I don't follow a whole lot of hockey or basketball for that take, but the fact that, you know, you could see all that happen at the same time, I think it's still pretty incredible. Huh. Oh, so all four happen at the same time. Wow. Check, check, I mean, check your, um, let me actually go to it here. Um, did, okay, do you still, one thing I don't want you to forget while I'm looking at this, do you still do your shout outs? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, in fact, let me go ahead and give all my shout outs because, you know, having uh, Justin on as a special guest co-host actually kind of threw me off a little bit, but I definitely want to give my shout outs to, well, I'll give a shout out first to TNC Sports Talk. Thank you, Justin, for coming on. Also give a shout out to Ted the Hillbilly Hill, the the actual pod father, because he's been so supportive of um, our podcast and just wrestling podcasts in general, because he really, really kind of pushed everybody, encouraged everybody to, uh, just keep going. I mean, and actually give good products. It's like, hey, you know, you sound good. Let's you know, just keep it up. Also, uh, BC Hunter with Wrestling with the Truth, Wrestling with the War, Wrestling with the 80s, uh, both his audio and all his 
uh, video channels as well. Um, our buddies at the Dad World Order podcast, the DWO, and also our friends at the Finisher Wrestling Podcast, because we've been on their show uh, a couple of times. They've been on our show. We're we're, uh, we're in talks of having them back on again, and, and it's always been a lot of fun. I also want to give shout-outs to the Mixtape Podcast, give shout-outs to the True Crime Cast, uh, because they actually just put out a new show. It's called Paradigm. They actually they focus on one particular case, and it was actually something that happened in, I think, 1997. It was uh, a, a family was um, basically were massacred, but they talk about all about that case. And plus, they also had the Bless Their Hearts podcast. And I want to give another shout-out to Nate Metz. He actually runs Stoveleg Media and his own podcast called Mysteries of the Ohio Valley. And... Mm. uh I also give a big shout out to Dwaylon. He couldn't be here because, hey, we always say family comes first. And when he's taking care of his family. I thought your motto is life happens. Uh, that, well, that's not really the motto. That's just something we just always have to say. But, you know, life happens. But we always, um, one of the things about our show we've said from the very beginning was family comes first. And that means with your family, that means if you're having to work a lot of extra hours because that's how you're feeding your family. So be it, it happens uh, because it happened to me. It happens to Dwayland. Sometimes it happens to both of us at the same time. Not me right now, necessarily, because I'm still looking for work. But at the same time, I mean, I still have my retirement and I still have my disability from the, the military. So I'm OK. You know, I just so I don't want to say I'm unemployed. I'll just say I'm semi-retired. You know, keep it that way. Ah, uh, yeah. So. Okay. Uh, but, yep, that's it. If I missed anybody to shout out, let me know. But yeah, if you look like so, just a real instance. So, game two of the World Series is supposed to be played around like seven o'clock Sunday night. Right. NFL starts from at one o'clock. Their last game is Sunday night football that starts at eight twenty. Right. NBA's tip off first tip off is the Nuggets versus uh, Thunder's at three thirty. Their last game is at nine p.m. from the Lakers to the uh, Kings. In NBA. And then you go down, and there's four games in NHL. Uh, puck drops for the first game at one. Last game starts at seven. So tomorrow or Sunday, and if that's just on the East Coast, if you think about the West Coast, that's three hours earlier, which I used to love because football started at ten one, and then you know be done by nine o'clock instead of the whole be done by midnight. Right. <laughs> um, and if we got the you know the Different, you know, London games, it would be starting at 6 30 in the morning. I'm like, that's just a bonus. But so if you think about like a for like a West Coast sports fan, you wake up at 10 o'clock in the morning and you're not done watching sports until almost 10 o'clock at night. I mean, you have all sports, all the four major sports in the you know in the states that you pay attention to. I, I don't know. Like I said, I just think that's something very special, incredible to watch. And then, you know, you got all the wrestling stuff in between. So I don't know what I'll be doing this Sunday. Pretty sure I'll be watching something. I don't know yet. Maybe taking a nap. We'll have to see. Um, but before we end the show, Justin, I do want to thank you again for coming on, especially on kind of a short notice. Because um, you. you and I talked yesterday and you said, hey, just want to let you know if you ever need somebody to come on, you know, and this was, we had, obviously we had no idea this was going to happen today uh, yeah. because, you know, Joel and I, of course, we normally record on Monday nights, but we, um, 
we got delayed. He got delayed, got delayed. And then finally we figured out we weren't going to be recorded last night. By that time it was, it was almost 10 o'clock at night, our time. And so I was like, yeah, it's a little bit too late for me to try to, you know, anybody else up because it would have been probably 1030 before we even start recording. So I was like, all right, we'll just go for it tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, and you know, so when Joyla told me he couldn't do it, I was like, Hey, I'm, um, Justin literally just told him. Joyla said that was very cool of you, by the way. You know, so he thanks you as well. So we're able to keep the show going. Uh, but yeah, thank you for coming on. You know, and yeah, I tell you this all the time. Anytime I could help out, uh, like I said, I'm not, I'm trying to figure out life here, uh, on my end and with my sport, you know, talk show. And the one thing I say, cause mine's more of, uh, all right, you got to put in the hours before the put in the hour, you know, product afterwards too. And you're, you're kind of just, Hey, come on. Here's a subject. Let's go. Whatever you can regurgitate. That's fine. <laughs> Um, which is like, it's nice. I don't, you know, I didn't, I really didn't know when you, when I didn't know the subject, you know, and you told me about NWA, you know, television deal. And I'm like, um, you want a 15 minute episode? Let's go. (laughs) Cause that's all. I didn't know what I was going to be able to give you. And then next, you know, you have like, you know, we're, we're talking an hour and a half into it. So, so, uh, that's just the way we roll. So everything has to to be organic. Yep. So, but thank you again, sir, for coming on. And I just got to say to everybody, you know, thank you for listening or watching or both. Of course, some people actually do both. But until we can actually meet again and say goodbye, God bless. <laughs> <laughs>